When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome everyone to another episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast. I am your host Callahan and uh, we have a really exciting MLC show lined up for you today. But before we get into it, I just want to thank you for joining us this week. If you like this episode or any of our other episodes, please make sure to like, subscribe, and comment, or leave a rating on things like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, those sorts of things, uh, really helps us out. If you want access to our Discord server, as well as some extra little uh, bits of stuff, uh, you can head on over to our Patreon and support us there at patreon.com slash mindsculptors, or check out the link in the description. Uh, Today... My co-hosts are a couple of people who uh, have been helping me not be a crazy person uh, for this year's MLC. Uh, <laughs> uh, joining me today is fellow Sculpty Boy, uh, fellow uh, Nebraskan, my good friend Phoenix. Phoenix, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. It uh, did snow here. And then it immediately went away. Yeah, I think it was seven, it was 70 like two days ago and then it snowed and then it's going back towards the 70 now. Again. Yeah. Welcome to Nebraska. The weather makes no sense. Um, also joining us today, uh, making their first appearance on the Mind Sculptors is uh, you would know him from an episode of the Lab Maniacs. You, but more, more, uh, more famously, you would know him from decks such as Gave uh, or Gave, if you're that's how you're supposed to say it. Whatever. Um, one of the uh, admin on the R slash CEDH server, uh, he, he's been, you know, kind of a cornerstone of the CEDH community for a very long time. Is my good friend Lurker. Lurker, how are you doing today? I'm all right. It's actually currently snowing right now here. Is um, it snowing right now? Every time yeah, I'm on the podcast, yeah, it, it devolves snowing. into talking about snow. Yeah. So that's accurate. So, it has. It, it, I, I was going to say, you know, uh, also joining me is another person from a place where the weather makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for not mentioning Blood Pod in your intro for me. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll talk no, about no. Blood Pod at some point today. Oh, I think. God. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, these are the two people that are um, we the three of us are like the head of the MLC, uh, which if you're unfamiliar with is Major League Commander. Um, last year, uh, Lurker was a big help to me even while he played. And so was Phoenix. And they both went, hey, instead of playing, what if we just helped you? Um, <laughs> so now instead of me doing all the work by myself, there's three of us doing a lot of work. There's yeah, more than I, three of us, but there is more yeah, than there, three of us. We we have a, another supplementary staff who are all very helpful. Uh, big shout outs to, you know, joking and Efond and, you know, people. I mock. I mock. Yeah. Uh, but. 
Yeah, no, uh, I, I, you know, realized after my zero wins last year and <laughs> talking to you the whole time about uh, the format, I was like, wow, I'm way more interested in the format of this than actually playing. Uh, yeah. You know, let's get somebody who can who can show some better games and I'll just I'll just stick to the back end. Yeah, <laughs> that's OK. What was it yesterday? You, me and uh, joking spent like four hours basically playing people Sudoku, trying to make the schedule work. Yeah. Um, we, so. we proved without a doubt that with exactly 16 players and uh, each of them playing in four games, we can't have all of them have <laughs> unique opponents. We proved it. We've got a mathematical proof. That wasn't helpful that we, <laughs> we really wanted to do that. And we figured out it's mathematically impossible. So, you know, good enough, right? Yeah, uh, we got close enough. I joined uh, just in time to watch Joking be able to... Be able to automate putting people into pods, but they were already in pods because Callahan did it by hand in less time. But See, the, the it's automated is, now. I I left and uh, and we had it such that everyone was playing uh, each of the opponents except for one, um, and we had that set up. And I left, and then three hours later, he shows me, oh, we 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 were still working on it for the next three hours. We made a program to do it automatically. It's essentially the same as the one that we had three hours ago that we just made. So still useful, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's helpful in the fact that we can just like plug names in and then like go. Yeah, um, it, it made it so that doing the second division or the second conference was kind of automatic rather than yep. uh, having to do the whole thing over again. So, yeah, still useful. Uh, so speaking of all of that, uh, we have some stuff to announce today. Uh, so just so you know what's going to happen in this episode, it's probably going to a lot of information is going to get thrown at you. So bear with us. Um, we are going to announce who's playing. We are going to announce the divisions or the conferences and their divisions. And then we're also going to go through all 155 uh, decks that are available to be drafted. We're not going to break them down because we are, do not have the time. Uh, but yeah, just, just briefly talking, about we're going to briefly talk about it. But uh, this is the official announcement of really everything going on with the MLC this year. So with that being said, let's go over and take a look at who's going to be returning this year. Uh, coming back with the he he proudly wears it the worst record in the West is uh, roll in the all all of the MLC is Nick also known as Predatory Pickle uh, also returning is Josh from Mind Muscle Magic Killstars from CEDH Brazil Kai from the Spellseekers Fukins Ken of course from Stacked EDH uh, our good friend Pontus. Uh, Spleenface uh, and Sick Robot from Into the North. Uh, Sage will be playing. Uh, Cody, otherwise known as Hal from the Spellseekers. Timmy T100 or 1000. I always do that. Timmy T1000 uh, from CEDH Budget Brews is returning. So is Shawnee from Budget Brews. Uh, Pongo and Charles are also going to be returning as well. Uh, LJ is going to be returning from the Reflecting Pool. Hire, who's now from Playing With Power, is returning this year as well. Cicada is returning. We, of course, 
took some talking into, but we got Rebel to return. And, of course, is our 2021 MLC Mox Bowl champion. Comedian MTG is returning as well. Those are the 22 players who are coming back. Uh, new this year. Uh, we've got a couple Sculpty Boys who are new to the league, and that's Michael Levine and Cobblepot. You heard that right. Cobblepot is going to be playing this year. Super excited about that. Also joining us this year is, uh, if you follow him on TikTok, you might know him as Manadork PR. Um, he is down from Puerto Rico. He's great. He's going to be joining us this year. Also joining us, uh, he was in Ken's uh, from Stack to EDH's, uh, what was it, the like stats video where they went through all of the different cards uh, on the CEDH database board. Uh, and he will be representing Il- Elsha's Infinite Army. Also joining us this year is Claire from Who Brewed This? Deco from CEDH Brazil. Uh, she was on the show two weeks ago. Flower from r slash CEDH is going to be joining us. Um, from Europe, Death Magic 37 from Veil of Death MTG will be joining us. Uh, Ryan J, who is more commonly known. Uh, I have to find his what what his what people would actually know him by is KQBJ. There it is. Uh, that's what people would know him by. Also, Islane from the Possibility Storm, and these two, these last two, I'm really excited about. Um, Sliver Boy from Casually Competitive. They're coming out of retirement. It's kind of Sliver Boy's coming back. He's going to be playing in this uh, league. And also joining us for this is not, not only uh, a member of the, um, what is it? The CAG? CAG. Yeah, the CAG. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, the guy you think of when you think of the Spike Feeders. It's our good friend, Jim LePage. He's going to be joining us playing in this league. This is a stacked roster. And I am so glad that we got who we got this year. Um, I'm glad that we had the people that are returning coming back. And it really is just uh, doing the invite process is always a lot of work. And um, this is the part where Lurker, I, I definitely want to take a moment here to explained some of our process in deciding who we were inviting and kind of why people got invites. Yeah, I, um, we definitely had, uh, a lot of choices in, uh, in the, you know, way that we decided to do it. But, uh, a lot of the people that we reached out to, um, had already reached out to us like last year. (laughs) Um, yeah. And we kind of, you know, made, a big mental footnote of like, oh yeah, wait, if that person's interested, like, and we have slots, we're going to try real hard to get them. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited for some of the, the people that we got like that. Um, but uh, I mean, other than that, you know, there are some people who are just very active in different communities, mm-hmm. uh, people who are, you know, either running leagues or uh, doing well in them. Uh, either from you know Nexus and CDH, uh, and uh, I mean, I'm not sure exactly if there's a a surefire easy way to get into this next year, but uh, you know, winning a major tournament probably gets you definitely on definitely helps, right? Uh, definitely yeah. makes it so that it's one of those things where it's like, 
people would probably want to see, you know, that tournament winner come right. hang out with uh, all these other people. Well, and this is this is a really good spot too to talk a little bit about not to go too far off, you know, the tangent, um, but to talk a little bit about the philosophy behind the MLC and Phoenix, you and I, you were there before this thing even existed because you helped me um, for the people who are unaware. Uh, this started off sort of at a lot of the like basis for this league uh, Phoenix and I did in our local meta. And so Phoenix saw a lot of this grow over the last four years. Um, so when it really comes down to it, ultimately, and Phoenix, you know, obviously you can expand on this. This is very much a entertainment focused league. Yeah, I mean, so it's entertainment first. If you notice, 90 percent of the people that we have in here are content creators. It is as we have said to them, a content farm. It's <laughs> We're playing a bunch of games with a bunch of content creators to make content out of it. Uh, our goal is to have good, entertaining games, and all the choices we made hopefully lead to that, and we try to not uh, you know, diminish the competitiveness or the fairness of the actual league itself yeah. in favor of any of that, but it is the main goal to have an entertaining league. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, the the main thing that we're trying to go for in general is that uh, if we make this a good opportunity to kind of just create a lot of different CEDH content all at once, uh, yeah, that it can spawn from it. Because you know, last year we had people like uh, you know Ian uh, streamed his whole draft and uh, re-uploaded that, and that video is super fun. If you it's one of my favorite CEDH videos yeah, in existence, if, actually. If, if you haven't, uh, <laughs> you know, watched him kind of getting excited over every deck that he could play while he's thinking about it, uh, it's a lot of fun to kind of just think about all of the different choices you have in this kind of format like that. And then obviously the games themselves, uh, you know, the things like Rebel talking about each of uh, her decks and how... Uh, you know, even though she picked them entirely at random, uh, <laughs> she was going to make them work. And uh, I think that there's just a lot of fun that can be had yeah. from uh, having something organized like this. That's not 100% going for just like everyone's got to play as cutthroat as they can. It's a major tournament. Try to win tournament. But like, you know, uh, play as well as you can, but with uh, some different entertaining yeah. rule sets like the the draft. Right. for what decks you get to play. Um, yeah, let's be clear. We're all here for the clout. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and, and that is one thing to to remind uh, the people who are listening at home. We do run this at Comp REL, and we are using the MSIPG, which uh, Joking and that crew came up with for multiplayer. Um, so we are running it competitively, like in that competitive space. It's just important to note when talking about the MLC that it's entertainment first, then it's competition. And so the competition is really just a catalyst for the entertainment. Um, and so, and it's, a, it, it's a nice fun yearly thing that we get to do. Um, so uh, with that being said, one of the things that we announced on Twitter, uh, which by the way, if you have not yet followed the MLC Twitter on Twitter. Uh, you can go there at MLC underscore league uh, because uh, MLC, there were 
all the other options were taken. So that's what we got. Um, <laughs> um, but go follow us over there. You will see that we did away with the East and Western divisions. Now, instead of that, our divisions are not going to be, or excuse me, our conferences are not going to be um, based on where people live, but instead the divisions inside them will be. So this year we've got the Gatewatch Div- Conference and the Coalition Conference. And uh, basically the thought process behind these names were what are the two like biggest groups in Magic's history of like heroes? Um, and the Gatewatch and the Coalition are the two that come come to mind. And uh, they the logo should be on the screen right now. Uh, I, I apologize to our audio listeners, but the the logos that Cicada came up with are really cool. They they're so cool. I I love these logos. It it really is uh, convenient to have a top notch graphic designer uh, uh, as a friend and player. In the yeah, <laughs> very convenient. Uh, I would highly recommend it to anyone uh, trying to run a league like this. Uh, get a top notch graphic designer. Befriend you know? a guy. Uh, and, and it's usually helpful. <laughs> um, also, if you want to hire Cicada, I'm going to highly recommend him. Oh, he's who sure. did the uh, Mind Sculptors logo. Um, he's done the redesign on the MLC logo. He's done all that stuff. So he's amazing. Um, so looking farther into this, though, so we said that we have these two conferences. Each conference will have four divisions, the North, the South, the East, and the West. So first, let's go down through the gatewalk. Actually, no. We should do the coalition because the coalition was the older of the two factions. Um, Let's start with the North division in the coalition conference here in this division. It is, I, I, we might as well call it the team turn three con or division. Uh, We have Ian from comedian MTG returning Pongo sick robot in spleen face. And uh, that is going to be a nightmare division. Uh, But it, it would we would be doing them a disservice if we didn't put them in a nightmare division. In um, um, <laughs> I, I watch a lot of uh, professional brood war, and uh, this is what we would call a group of death. Uh, yes, you don't want to be in it. Uh, you know that everybody else there is going to be a, a tough opponent, and you know that uh, they're probably going to be snagging wins in those out of conference, out of division games. Mm-hmm. So, really got to be is... careful in that one. For the uh, NFL fans that are listening, this is the NFC West of the MLC. Uh, <laughs> it is a tough, tough division. Uh, next up is the South uh, for the coalition, which will be Claire, Killstars, Manadork PR, and then Shawnee. That's going to be the South division. So two new players in that division. Moving over to the East, we've got Cobblepot, Kai, Rebel, and Sliver Boy, making up the Eastern Division. And in the Western Division will be Hire, Ken Bauman, Ryan, and Sage. And so that is what the coalition is going to look like. Moving over to the Gatewatch. This is where things, you're going to hear a lot of more new names over here. In the North Division, of course, is Jim. Uh, he is... Uh, probably one of the f- more farther north in uh, the league. Michael Levine from, uh, of course, the Mind Sculptors. 
Nick, Predatory Pickle, and Timmy T-1000 will make up that northern division. Uh, the southern division will be Charles, Deku, Cody, and LJ. That's going to be the south. So pretty uh, diverse, a little bit of uh, people in that division. In the east, we have Death Magic 37, Mord, Pontus, and Cicada. That is, I believe, all of our European, our non-American, non-American continental people. Right. Um, that is our our Far East. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, the MLC. Extremely is East. And no, other side you know, of the uh, Earth. Other side of the east. ocean. <laughs> we, uh, we tried as best we could to uh, group people with people not only like, you know, North and South, East and West, but also specifically, we tried to make sure everybody had everybody pretty close in time zone so that yeah. they could actually play their games. Yeah, reasonably. Um, and the last division there uh, for the Gatewatch is the Western division, which makes up Flower, Fukins, Islane, and Josh. So that is what the players look like. And I mean, outside of the Coalition North being a hell division, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on, uh, I guess I'll look at you, Lurker. Like, we we did spend quite a bit of time looking at uh, where maps. people are. Yeah, we literally plotted out maps and we're like, okay, well, how does this look? How does this look? How does this look? Um, you know, how do you feel about how it ended up turning out? So it is actually kind of funny because uh, the North Division there did kind of happen entirely organically. Uh, we We had already split people into kind of coalition and gatewatch. And we specifically tried to keep certain groups of people who were, you know, just specifically the, the Europeans out there trying to keep them in all together. But, you know, it, it just so happened that the four of them live pretty close to each other as far as our, our map is concerned. So, yeah, uh, you know, they weren't originally in the same division no. either. And then scheduling <laughs> stuff happened and that's just how it ended up working out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, specifically but, that, that, uh, Coalition North is a scheduling conflict came up. And so the easiest fix was to switch divisions and yeah, welcome I, to hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like that. We uh, specifically tried to, you know, keep content creators from the same groups uh, separated as much as they could be so that yeah. they didn't have to, you know, if you're used to playing with that guy all the time, we're trying to make sure that you don't play with them all the time. Uh, in this league as well. But, um, you know, I, I'm thinking that uh, a couple of the divisions that look particularly interesting to me is, um, oh, let me check which one. Sorry, Coalition East. I like, uh, you know, that one looks like it might be a pretty fun games to watch with uh, yeah. Cobblepot, Sliverboy, and Rebel, and Kai. <laughs> you know, that that's a I good group like of that, people. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad the four of them get to play. Uh, what is it? Four games. Together? Four games. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad the four of them get to play four games together. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how uh, all of those turn out. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about the Gatewatch South. Charles, Deco, Hal slash Cody, and LJ. That group is stacked. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that group has four people uh, from pretty big content creation groups that. Uh, that that one looks like that might be a lot of fun to play. Uh, I agree. I'm really excited that we got two people from CDH Brazil in here, uh, repping them. I'm glad that Killstars will get to actually draft this year. 
um, instead of filling in. Uh, It was a huge help that he was able to fill in last year. Um, But we're really hoping this year that uh, we're able to keep everybody who signed up the whole time. Yep. Um, We do have a new kind of condition uh, for people who do fill in this year, which is that if you fill in for someone, you cannot swap decks whatsoever. So we're really hoping to have everybody stay in, but uh, the draft itself is always, you know, a pretty big turning point. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So with that being said, let's look at the draft because that is the big thing that everybody, I've been getting messages about it for literally weeks now um, about what's good. What's the draft list? What is it doing? So uh, before, so, so the way the draft is going to work this year is instead of pulling just from the CEDH decklist database. We are pulling from the database, but also from the CEDH budget brews uh, budget list, uh, budget list, excuse me, uh, tab. We're pulling from some very like high profile brewers and some decks that we made ourselves that we thought would be interesting in the format. But uh, yeah. go ahead. You go, you go. No, uh, no, right, go ahead. So, uh, the, but the, the big idea and the big pain point from last year with drafting directly from the database was that we allowed five swaps from the database list. Um, and we were trying to, you know, think, all right, well, we want it to be essentially the deck, but we want it, you know, we, we don't want to stifle people if they have to make some meta calls. And they, you know, look at the draft list, see what everybody else picked, and they're like, oh, man, this deck really needs this card. That'll be good for this meta of 60, you know, plus... Uh, or 32 opponents that I'm about mm-hmm. to play in the decks they picked. So we tried to keep it in the same spirit. We have a sample list for every single deck. Um, you don't need to use this sample list. You can make a deck entirely of your own if you want, as long as it's still trying to follow kind of the archetype or ideas that yeah. the deck itself has. For a lot of this, we made a category called uh, Commander Combo, and we have a category called mid-range. Most of these are specific commanders that have at least one or two different ways to play around with them, but the commander is only appearing once on the list. So you can kind of play however you want for that commander. Mm-hmm. For some of the more specific things, you know, your Timna Thrasioses and your Timna Croms of the world, uh, we have a couple of copies of, you know, a partner pair, and the archetype is going to be a lot more specific. So yep. I think we should probably go over. Yeah. And that's what archetype. I was going to say before we hit the archetype, though, I do want to uh, add one thing, which is so instead of having like the long list of decks that we had that were all all over the place. Right. We have like 70 tasker lists and all these blue red decks. Instead, there's going to be five decks available per color category. So that means there's five five color decks, five four color decks, or in each of those color categories. 25, whatever, yeah, yes. twenty five total. Yeah. Um, there are one hundred fifty five decks in this draft. Uh, that means there's five white decks. We're gonna get into all of that here in a minute. But there's that on top of that, and so we added decks to this that we also thought this would make interesting content. Um, and, and that is, uh, one thing that I will say as we go into this is that a lot of the decisions for some of these decks and there will be exclusions that will be notable. 
uh, is specifically uh, around the design of if you're looking at two decks next to each other, which one makes for more engaging content? Um, yep. If you're wondering why something didn't make it on to the list. Uh, and, so go uh, ahead. Yeah. And the other thing was that, um, you know, some of the categories were pretty hard to pick and yep. we definitely are going to maybe have that list next year kind of thing. Um, yeah. Just to add variety, but some of the categories were really hard to pick. Some of the categories uh, were really hard to find five lists for that were all kind of different and unique feeling. Uh, we definitely for green for most, white just yeah. double checked with the green white server. Like, hey, does this look good? Uh. <laughs> yeah. So for for some of them, it is. Uh, for some of them, it's it's very much if there are five, you know, if there are eight decks we could pick. And these two are pretty close to each other. We pick one of them and cut the other. Yep. And if these two are pretty close to each other, you know, they have the same ideas. We pick one and cut the other. Even if both of them are better decks than, you know, this other thing we put on. You know, this isn't a list of the best decks that yeah. we could pick. This was a list of as many unique ideas and different ways to engage in the game. And there's a lot of cool stuff on this, on this draft. I'm really excited to go through this draft. Yeah. To be clear, this is not us saying like exactly like literally just said, it's not us saying these are the five best decks in these color combos. We picked not at all. The ones that we thought would make for the most interesting games or the most interesting drafts and had to issue some, Bed, better decks maybe even uh and so we, i'm excited for people to be able to see these we also have one more addendum that is there are a couple of these that have oh yes multiple duplicate commander choices mm-hmm. yeah uh, there are a few decks that essentially five, exactly five, there are five decks where we said there are like two different ways you can do this but the partners specifically don't matter as much or uh, this commander could play this strategy or this commander could play this strategy yep. equally well. And we didn't feel we had the expertise to really choose one. And they're all five are kind of ones where if someone's going to pick that, we want them to build it the way they want to play yep. it. So um, we hope all five of those make pretty obvious sense when we get to them yeah but absolutely I think they do for me, so so like lurker was talking about we do have eight deck categories and phoenix do you want to go through those deck categories for yeah. us and kind of explain what they are so i have huge shout out to squirrel mob here yes because this is literally stolen from the metagame projects archetype That's breakdown he gave it to us league. to use for what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one who recommended doing it. Yes. Uh, so we we took it and then we combined some of the categories to make it as simple as possible when looking at the deck, looking at the name of the archetype, kind of just knowing what the deck does and then being able to at least separate between the different archetypes. And so I'll start with the two that we already mentioned, which is Commander Combo and Midrange. And those are the kind of more freeform you do something with the commander, which is kind of generic, and it's a mid-range deck, which is also kind of generic. Uh, <laughs> the the so. big thing about mid-range and having it in this category list was that uh, it is distinctly not the other six categories. Right. That was yeah. kind of the main point of having it there. If you're playing it mid-range, you're not playing hard stacks, you right. know? Um Yep, exactly. And so to start off, we have commander combo, and would you like me to read off 
the entire thing or just give it a quick you summary? You could just summary. Summary's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so commander combo is what it says. You're comboing with the commander, some kind of commander combo or value engine. Uh, Git rug is our example here. Uh, next, we have control, which also most Magic players should know control. It's going to be a controlling game plan. Uh, we have Niv-Mizzet as the example in this. Mm-hmm. Our next category is Hermit Druid. And so, as the name suggests, it's decks focusing on Hermit Druid and the Hermit Druid plan. Uh, next, we have Hulk, which is decks focusing on Protean Hulk lines. There's a little bit of a blurry line between Hermit Druid and Hulk. That's one of the ones that maybe could have been combined but didn't get combined. But it should be pretty obvious. This is a Hulk deck. This is a Hermit Druid deck. Yeah. Uh, Midrange is kind of our catch-all. It's not the other decks. We have Polymorph decks, uh, which specifically decks that are using Polymorph effects, and there's some deck building restrictions that go into that. There's Stacks, which is more the hard Stacks decks. And then finally, we have the last catch-all category, which is Storm. And so specifically with Storm, we combined Wheel decks, we combined Breach decks, we combined Nas decks, Mm -hmm. uh, anything that casts a lot of spells as the main game plan and isn't necessarily doing it because of the commanders. Right. And uh, generally is trying to go as quickly as the commander or deck allows. Yeah. Um, and it, in in part of that became really apparent when we were coming through some of these lists and we can, we'll, I want to say this just now is there were decks like high tide lists, right? Where there's not a high tide category. Um, and you look at that and you look at Nas and it's like, well, I mean, really the big difference is, the way you're storming off, right? Like right. it's still storm. Um, so ultimately we just kind of condensed all of those things down into one category. Um, and it's specific enough that we point people in a direction without being so specific that it doesn't let them express how they want to play that version of the deck. Um, and so we really wanted to give players more freedom than last year while still pointing them in a direction. Um, So with that being said, let's look at these decks. Um, So let's take a look first at the single colored uh, categories. And so we'll look at white. Um, So the five decks in white, they're all stacks decks. Big surprise is Al the Dawn Sky, Elish Norn Grand Celebite, Heliod Suncrowned, or I guess I should read the um, the deck name. <coughs> Owl Combo Stacks, which is commanded by Owl the Dawn Sky. Elish Norn Stacks, Heliod Ballista Combo. Oswald Rule of Law Stacks. And then Yoshimaru Keleth Death and Taxes. And so these are the five white decks uh, that we went through, that we kind of came up for there. Um I know that uh, if you have talked with Phoenix at all, Phoenix is very excited about that out deck um, and has been goldfishing it a lot. So <laughs> deck is awesome. That's yeah. All. Uh, next up is going to be blue. We've got adaptive Arkham Dagson, Lear, Disciple of the Drowned, High Tide, Urvar, Twitch Control, the Reality Chip Storm and Urza Polycracken. And uh, really, when it comes down to these, I do want to um, notice that there are some exclusions from this blue 
portion here. So Phoenix, when we look at this set of five blue decks, really, what was it that made us come down to these five? Uh, it was the most likely to fit in our time limit based format is really the issue. Some of the blue decks struggle with winning the game in time. <laughs> it's very That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, not anything to do with the power of the decks. It's just sometimes they go long. Right. Uh, same kind of issue with the white decks, but they all do that. So you don't really have a choice there. It's very true. Owl we doesn't go mono white. doesn't go long though. Owl just is, ban mono white. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also tried to we tried to keep the decks. Uh, there are some notable exclusions. So like there is an Oswald list on here. There are we tried to keep as many of the fiddly decks out of here as possible. Stuff that like you didn't have to manually resolve a five hundred step combo. Yeah. Unless. Unless we didn't have any better choices in the color combo. Yeah. Um, looking over at black and this one, we kind of had to go deep into actually. Um, so the first uh, two that I will say on the list are two that are on the database that you should be recognize, which is mono black storm with Kirk or Kirk son of Yogmoth and Yogmoth undying combo, which is Yogmoth throne physician. The other three lists there's Mono Black Learn, which is uh, commanded by how do I say this, Lurker? You play Sarah Okay, you're the one who plays D and D. Marlin Opposition and Mono Black Discord, or Jesus Discard, Discard. Uh, helmed by Turgrid. Um, and so those were the five black decks that we chose. Moving over to red. We We've didn't got, even have to go that deep. We didn't even have mono black Sadissi there. That's true. We didn't have mono, we didn't have fishbowl storm. What are we even doing? Yeah, we, that's uh. not even. We didn't have to go that hard. To find, <laughs> you know, we found five black lists without too much problem. Uh, the uh, in in some of the reasoning for these lists is again these are decks that we think will make for interesting gameplay um, over necessarily what is the strongest black deck necessarily. Um, moving over to the red is we've got Burgie Storm, Burgie God of Storytelling. Everybody's talking. Everybody loves that card. Um, Duretti Stacks, helmed by Duretti Scrap Savant. Goto Helm, of course, a uh, big favorite from last year. Magda Clock Combo. And new to the uh, MLC is Zada Storm. This is a deck that kind of got resurrected by uh, Timmy and Wedge. And that was like an old. Uh, this was a deck from back when I started. Yeah, playing. this is an old uh, school deck, oh, yeah. and, but it's gotten a lot of cool new toys recently. Oh, for sure. Um, Mono red is stronger than it's ever been yeah. by such a large margin. Right. In fact, all of the red two color combos also are stronger than they've ever been by a large margin right now. Yeah. Zada in, in again, part of why we picked Zada is Zada makes for really it's kind of like Kirk and Sakashima in that way where, yes, it could be really tedious, but it's like so different than what you're used to seeing that it's really interesting and fascinating to watch when it does its thing. Um, I did spend that entire time making a point about fiddly decks and then we included fiddly decks on purpose. So, you know, sometimes there are exceptions that prove the rule, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, for the monocolor lists, we're into the green category. We've got Ashaya Green Storm, Titania Cradle Storm, Marwin Elf Ball, Silvala Brew Storm, Bro Storm, excuse me. I always want to say Brew Storm. 
and mid-range Yisan. And so, you know, three of those lists people are going to be very familiar with. When it came to the other two green lists, that was where there was a lot of debate about what to include. And these two lists looked really fun, looked really interesting. And, uh, you know, kind of doing the same thing as the other two lists, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, Monogreen only has so many tricks it can do. Uh, yeah. But uh, right now, uh, many of them involving Ashaya. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we we feel pretty good about this. Obviously, there are some things that, you know, are probably going to be there next year because they weren't there this year. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Yeva. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we let's, only have five slots. Yeah, we only yeah, get five. So. Yeah, I I love the five slot format of this. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite parts of this. Yeah, um, it, it definitely gives us a lot of control for you know next year if we decide to do the same thing, just kind of swapping out which decks we want, and you know maybe uh, this deck you know was nobody picked it, so we'll swap this out, and or yeah. this deck didn't function well on camera or cause problems and. Yeah. And so it, it, it it's really that it also does a really important thing of it evens. It lets the players pick what the colors are they want to play with instead of us kind of pushing them based on what's available on the database into playing a certain type of color. They pick what they want to play. Um, and I think that's probably my favorite part of it. Moving into the two color categories, I'm going to go through five of them and then we'll recap. Um First off, we've got Azorius, which is Grand Arbit Grand Arbiter Augustin the Fourth Control, Shorakai Polyceptor, which has been a really hot deck recently, Blue White Shift Lash, which is one of the decks that could have multiple commanders for. So right now we have Tigam, Shorakai, or Grand Arbiter as uh legal commanders uh, for if you want to draft it, you can make any of those your commanders uh, when you submit your deck list. The, but you specifically have to be using the combo uh, shift flash specifically so, for the shift flash. Deck. Si- yeah. It, yeah. You, um, we wanted that slot to have that deck, but it's one of those things where if someone wants to draft it, but wants to use one of the other commanders, none of yep. them lead into it perfectly, but all of them help it in different ways. So and before you ask me if you can use a different blue white commander, if you can use partners or this, that, or the other, no, these are the three. Um, <laughs> it's it just kind of is what it is on these. I can't I can't make an exception for every single one. You know what I mean? And so I will say that is these are the three that we have made available. Um, up next, we've got Tigam Turns, and then Yorion Blink Control. Which, if you are a fan of team turn three, you have seen Phoenix and I get obliterated by many times. It's miserable to play against. Um, it ends the game. It does end Sometimes. the game, uh, <laughs> but that is a sick robot special. And that will be uh, a deck available to draft this year. Moving on over into Demir, we have Arayumi Spellseeker, uh, Nimrus Control, Sig Draw Go, Toxril control and Yuriko midrange. And so when it comes to blue black, um, ultimately there were like, you know, obviously there are uh, some exclusions like Circu and Kells, um, you know, really when it came down to it, what, you know, Phoenix, when we, we were talking about this, like it really was, do we want 
Poxrel or do we want Kells or, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. And so we, a lot of these as well, if they were close cuts, we cut to the newer commander. Yeah. Just that simple. Yeah. That's very accurate. Um, the next category instead of Demir, we're going to look at Rakdos, black, red, and we've got the classic Grenzo Doomsday, Kroxo World Gorger Dragon Combo. I apologize for that whistle that I accidentally did. Uh, the Impulsive Pil- Prosper deck, uh, Rog Tevish Turbo Naz, and Valky Breach. So uh, these five decks here, uh, you know, there's a couple of Storm decks here. There's a couple of Commander combo uh, decks, though. And so, like you said, um, Lurker, if you want to explain, like, especially with a deck like Prosper, there's very, like two specific ways to build the deck. Yeah. Or, or with things like Grenzo, you know, there mm-hmm. are a couple of different combos you can opt to use. Um, obviously, most people are going to use a Doomsday because it's so good with that card. But like, you know, you don't necessarily need to run it if you want to run some kind of Grenzo reanimator. Uh, and similarly, we actually we put Yuriko uh, from the last five in the mm-hmm. same spot where there are a bunch of different ways that people have built Yuriko. And we feel like any of them are kind of viable. We just wanted to have a Yuriko list on this list. Uh, we wanted to have a Grenzo list. So, you know, there are uh, when we release this uh, document, there are samples. But yep. You don't have to you don't have to use that one. You yep. can you can make your own. You can submit your own. Uh, yeah, and generally we will be less strict if there's only one version of that commander. Yes, available. When we uh, get down into the four color pairs, where there's like four copy, five copies of Thrasius Timna, four copies of Thrasius or Tana spoilers. Timna. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. We're gonna be very like. We're going to be cutting, like cutting hairs. You got to play the combos that this deck runs. Yeah. That's uh, the point. We will be splitting <laughs> hairs down there. Um, moving on over into Gruel. Uh, we have Gruel Goto, which is uh, helmed by, how do I say this one? It's Chishiro? Yes. Chishiro yeah. the Shattered Blade. Uh, we also have Snoop Galia being represented by Galia of the Endless Dance. Uh, Rod, Grand Warlord Rada Twin. Uh, I know there are going to be some players who are really excited to hear about this next one. Kodama Tago has made it onto the draft. And then Snoop Thar, Baruch Thar, the Unbound uh, Snoop combo. So uh, with these five lists, I know Imok specifically built Rada Twin for this. And the reasoning for that is, as you'll notice, the Daryl Snoop list is not included here. And that was mostly because, Lurker, we didn't want to have three red-green Snoop lists, right? Yeah, well, so especially when uh, a couple of them can also kind of play, like Snoop is just one of the most efficient combos in green-red because Mm -hmm. you have access to lots of top deck tutors, you have access to cards like Kiki-Jiki, but like, you know, there's dual caster. Um, there's a few other ways to go infinite in red green. Um, and we just kind of, you know, wanted to showcase that existing as well. Uh, if you really want to, you can throw Snoop into the, the you know, Rada uh, twin list. You know, it, it yeah. probably is fine if you have yeah. some cards that combo with both twin and Kiki and then you also run Snoop. It seems fine, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I would I would I would. 
tend to agree with that. Uh, now going next over, <laughs> what'd you say? And then the next category. This category was the category that we literally talked to the mods of the green white server and were like, are these good lists uh, outside of two of them, which is adaptive. Well, three of them, I guess. Adaptive to save uh, captains to say the old school one. Silvala Twiddlestorm, Sithis combo helmed by Sithis Harvest Hand. And the two other ones, Yasharn Stacks and Siona Boonweaver combo. And yes, I did just say there is a Boonweaver combo deck in this draft. Somebody call Cobblepot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phoenix, when it really came down to this, I mean, there, there was us just trying to fill out the list, right? It's- yeah, it, there are. Let me double check before I say the wrong number on the database. There There's are three, three on the database. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then yeah. the ones on budget lists, I don't remember off the top of my head. And I don't have it open, but I don't think that there's. Yasharn was white. there. Yasharn was there. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so that's at four, and then we had to figure out another one. Uh, you know, it if if the name sounds good enough, uh, you can put it on your draft. That's that's pretty much you know when I read it, I was like, Boonweaver in twenty twenty two, maybe in green white, I guess. Uh, so, so that is that is a thing that you can do. So Cobblepot, if you're listening, uh, you can pop. You could relive the glory days potentially. Uh, sitting there in his armchair, listening to this podcast, being like, "No, I needed black for that." Day. Uh. <laughs> oh man! Looking over at the next category, which is white black, uh, we've got one of the lists that I'm actually the most excited about in this draft, which is Grease Fang Vehicles. Uh, Grease Fang, if you're unfamiliar with reanimates uh, a vehicle from your graveyard and gives it haste at the beginning of combat. So it's like a turbo um, entomb. Uh, what's it called? The Parhelion, Parhelion. Uh, deck. Yeah. And it's really cool. And you get to like play. Um, I, I know I shouldn't be doing this right now, but I'm going to show this deck. because I think it's really cool. Um, <laughs> you get to play like graph diggers cage and anti ETB effects in this deck that has like a bunch of reanimation, a bunch of ETB effects because the cards, when they ETB and are in the graveyard are not creatures. It's really cool. I it's, it is such a neat deck. I'm super into it. And I really hope somebody drafts it and plays it next list on the uh, white black list is Tasa Razaketh from the database. People are familiar with that one. Uh, another one uh, that you would be familiar with uh, by a different name, but is White Black Timna Arden Stoneblade, otherwise known as Hand in Hand by Rebel. Uh, also on here is White Black Reanimator uh, Control, helmed by Timna in Armix, and then White Black Stacks, helmed by Timna in Tevish. And so obviously, uh, White Black has historically been a pretty limited pairing but you also just heard me get really excited about a orzov commander so uh it's not inconceivable that the the orzov list might be really interesting this year uh yeah yeah we it's uh it's kind of funny that like once you you know you're going through all these two color lists and once you get to white black it's almost like uh you know timna is showing up (laughs) 
Yep. It's almost like Tim is good or something. Yeah, it's it's weird because in the other two lists, I'm pretty sure she's in the 99. So yeah, <laughs> we did our best to not make it five five like Tim Yeah, we we definitely could have done that. Uh, I was trying to push for uh, Karlov of the Ghost Council because I think he's cool. But we couldn't uh, find he's a not list. Good, but he's, he's cool. Right. So maybe I next agree. year I make a list. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there's a deck that you wanted to see get played and it's not here, make a list, maintain it and like put it on like CDH butter brews, put it somewhere where we can find it and maybe it'll make it on. Um, next January, just tag the MLC Twitter account with it. And, yeah, that, you know, do that. I got a like, spicy brew. Do that. Uh, Honestly, that's yeah, that's a really in, good idea. So. Exactly. Um, up next, moving away from white, black, the Timna category, we are moving to blue, red. And this is where you will see that we have made some decisions. Uh, this first is actually up. a category with good decks in it. So uh, <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm the, uh, it is the first category with 70 decks on the database. Yeah. Compared yeah. to this, everything else. This was where some of the decision to restrict it to five was very important because of the fact that it does kind of artificial artificially make it a blue, re, blue, red uh, meta. If you just go by the database, it's because there's just meta. Yeah. If you go by the database, that's 90% of the decks, you know? Right. So the five blue, red decks that we've got are Joyra storm, Joyra Weatherlight captain. Uh, we've got, of course, of course we can't have stacked EDH in our league and not have Krakashima clones on this list. Are you kidding me? It's such a good deck, and I'm super happy to have it on here. Totally not at all annoyed about the fact that we need to have somebody available with the Curculator app available for these players in the game because of how intense that deck can be. Um, Definitely wasn't an extra hour of talking to judges deciding if we even wanted to have this list on the list. You know, definitely what didn't take us. <laughs> we de That definitely was a discussion that was had. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, uh, there was so, a quirk segment of rules talk. Yes, uh, it was, and it was a pretty lengthy one at that. Uh, third list on this is Is It Polyhorn, which is the Malcolm Kedis deck. And that is the one that uh, I believe it just flips into the Glinthorn Buccaneer for yep. the combo. Yep. Uh, and then we've got Mizzix Storm, an old school blue red storm list. And then Niv-Mizzet, Perun Control. And so really, Phoenix, when it came down to these five, um, a lot of, you know, they're, they're going to be decks that people are like, well, why didn't this list make it on? Um, and just kind of explain some of the logic we used here for this category. Yeah, so uh, when this releases, or I can just say them right now since there's only five, we picked two kind of three lists that are storm lists. And then we picked the list that was an archetype that wasn't storm. So we got a polymorph deck and then we picked another list that wasn't a storm archetype and it was control. And mm -hmm. it was about as arbitrary as that. We picked a couple storm decks that we thought would be cool to have as options. And Kark and Sakashima obviously is commander centric. So we shoved it into that. So you don't have to specifically play Specific Kark and Sakashima combos, you can do what you want with the actual list if you don't agree. Exactly yeah, you can do whatever you want with it, Ken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For those unaware, Ken has currently got a um, change.org petition going around to uh, 
get people to convince the people drafting ahead of him to not draft the uh, Kark decks. Um, so that is a thing that does exist. Uh <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so those are there. And I specifically really wanted Mizzix Storm to be in this draft because I, especially since Jeweled Lotus came out, Mizzix has been a lot better than I think. And I, I think it just kind of got like, I know Ondas has a list and I believe that's the list that we use, but a lot of people just kind of forgot about Mizzix. And I'm like, this is like a really good blue red deck. Um, all those, all those Carcass toys also still pretty good in Mizzix. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, this this is where it kind of shows, you know, yeah, we did kind of pick favorites in some places, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, if if you convince us that your deck is our new favorite, maybe that's next year. And um, <laughs> I, I am telling you right now that the people who wanted what's the, the new blue red one that exiled card when you draw them, the Aruth. Aruth. Um, I am saving the players from the miserable experience of getting completely shut out from a game with a Dranith <laughs> that Aerith will never be in the MLC specifically because of that. Uh, Hot take. Wow. <laughs> okay. You heard it here, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I won't make that promise. We'll, we'll see if we can change his mind, Phoenix. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking over at the black green decks, uh, we've got Grist 12 in tombs, Hepatra, Counters Hulk, uh, Lathril. How do I say that? Yeah, Lathril Elf Ball, Old Stick Fingers, and of course the classic Get Rog Dredge. And so, Lurker, when we look at these five lists again, we could probably point to the fact like uh, we have a Hulk list on this. We don't have Verals. Um, really, kind of walk us through some of the thought process with these. Yeah. So we, um, you know, if you think about green black, and you think about all formats. Uh, you're traditionally thinking of, you know, rock stacks, mm -hmm. green, black, you know, uh, kind of making a lot of, you know, different plays that make it so that everybody's affected, but they're affected the least. Um, that's not 2022 CDH. Uh, we've actually we've actually got some play in green, black that isn't just doing the stacksy stuff. And uh, we managed to include zero of those because we actually found five things that all kind of seemed interesting enough. Uh we we knew right away we needed to have Gitrog, and the it, it can't be CEDH without Gitrog, right? right? The the Lathril Elf Ball deck kind of I believe caught your fancy, and so yeah. that one kind of was was a quick pick as well. Um, but then we were looking at our our lists, and we saw a couple of Hulk decks, and then a couple of decks that were not Hulk, and so we we ended up just deciding we're going to pick one of the Hulk decks. We're going to pick one of the newer ones uh, that people might have seen less of. Um, and we're going to go with that one. And then, you know, we ended up picking Hapatra and uh, old Sticky Fingers, you know. Sticky Fingers is a neat deck. I've seen that uh, deck go off. And there's like a different there's a bunch of different ways you can build Stick Fingers, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm not sure, you know, which exactly of these is going to get picked. I would imagine the Hulk deck gets picked sooner than the rest. Yeah, but um you know, all, all of these decks have some interesting counterplay, especially, you know, if you see a really Timna heavy meta or something and you want to play some kind of Hapatra deck that punishes people for having creatures, like maybe that's a way to go uh, late in the draft when you're looking at a fourth pick and trying to figure out 
I mean, Phoenix you know, played Hipatra last year. It did it put in work. I almost won the game. I almost <laughs> won. That, hey, as someone who put a lot of hours into Hipatra, that's about how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> We're selling this great right now. Um, oh now moving over into the white red category. Uh, this is where we will see, obviously, uh, two decks that are on the database that everybody's going to know right away. Winota Stacks and Cole Clampstorm. The next three lists, there is Aurelia Stacks, which is basically uh, the Goto combo with Aurelia, but also doing some other stuff. It's basically um, white, red, red. Goto. Yeah, yeah, white, red, Goto. Uh, then there's also Feather Midrange and then Gerard Eggs. And so there were a, a few different options, actually, for uh, Boros Commanders Phoenix when we were going down through this. And I tried really hard to get an Arden Rograk or an Arden Jessica thing, and we just could not find a red-white Arden deck that we liked. Unfortunately, the lists, the four lists that are the two on the database and the two on the Brewers Runner are really great, and then the Gerard Eggs list was really cool. So yeah, there was not a list that we could find that was like, yeah, that's the one that I want to kick out this list that I know is going to do the thing. Don't worry, Arden fans. I did my job and I advocated for Arden this season. Uh, <laughs> uh, next category is blue green and blue green. I'm going to tell you right now, there are going to be things that are on the database that are that you're you're going to feel very strongly should have been in this draft that are not going to be in this draft. And so uh, these five that we picked Edric turns Grolnock self mill. I hate that name, but it's a Druid deck. Um, Kermit Druid. Kermit Druid. God damn Kermit it, Phoenix. Druid. That's even yeah. worse. Um, Kid and mirror <laughs> combo. Kodama clones. And is it Lonis or Lonis? Lonis loops. So lurker, you and I, you, the three of us spent, I want to say an hour going through just the blue green deck. I mean, uh, you want to say that it, sounds right. It, I felt like it was actually 10 minutes, but it felt like a long 10 minutes. It, I'm pretty sure we argued about the green, black, green, blue decks for more than a day. And we were like, we just have to do a voice call and go through every yeah. list because we won't finish if we do it this way. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that. OK, never mind. If you're talking about uh, including chatting in discord. Yes. No, that was like a full day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it um, was, there was a lot of arguing going on in this category. I will let you know behind the scenes there were definitely some some arguments had over these these selections uh, yeah one of them you know revolved around whether or not uh we wanted to run a comp rel tournament with a turns deck in it um you and know we have two yeah and so we have two and we decided yes we'll we'll do it and we'll try to make the rules work for it um so specifically you know, if you're used to tournaments where the time runs out and then turns go around and extra turns count as that, that would make it so that you can't infinite combo if you get your infinite combo during turns. Um, and if that is what your deck is doing, that would feel kind of bad. So we're changing the rules for this tournament a little bit uh, just for the content's sake more than uh, mm -hmm. anything else, honestly. But, uh, you know, if you manage to go infinite and have infinite turns on your last turn of time, uh, we'll count that as a win, you know, uh, 
if if you can show you taking an extra it. turn doesn't count against the table's turns right uh, is effectively um, what the rule is and you can again see all of this in the mlc rules which will be available right. here um and uh, you- but that is that is a little idiosyncrasy that we got to point out um yep. the the other ones we all picked uh we we tried to pick the five that were the most unique from each other mm-hmm. more than anything else. Um, there there were a couple of pretty you know unique ones that missed the the pick this year. Yeah, uh, I'm going to definitely be advocating for Momir next year, but you know we'll see we'll see if they they let me put them in. And I think some uh, of <laughs> what it came down to though for this year was looking at because if you look at this, there's three decks that are came out in the last year or two. Um, and so there was a lot of decisions of the like novelty factor of like, Lonus is really strong and it's new. So that's really cool. We should show that off. Or Grolnock is like, just came out. We should probably have Grolnock in here. Um, and so that's where a lot of those decisions ended up being made. And then we argued back and forth about which ones should be where and, all of yeah, that. And <laughs> one of the fun things about some of these lower color lists in general, as we're finishing off talking about the two color and one color lists, is that if you look at the rest of the draft, there aren't enough picks such that everyone could pick a five, four, three color deck. Mm-hmm. They're going to run out. And if you want a specific two or one color deck, you're going to have free pickings early. Yep. Um, because there end up being quite a few, you know, in, in our last draft, I think there was only one white red deck. If you really wanted to play white red, um, if, if so, you recall, um, what was it? Uh, Ian, if you remember the, the video we referenced, he was not expecting anybody to touch Winota and no. Braden drafted it in the first round. And yeah. so there, there were like things like that where people were like, not expecting certain things to go where they did. Um, yeah, I, I think that one of the things that we're going to see a lot of is people picking up one or two of these high color lists uh, that we're about to talk about. And yep. then uh, I honestly think third picking a two or one color list and then fourth picking another one is like pretty strong because that means that you're going to have your pick of the litter in that third pick. Yep. Uh, while other people are still picking the worst of the three color lists, you're going to just grab a good two color list, you know? Oh, and trust uh, me, we're going to be breaking down all of this draft oh, yeah. stuff for you before the, oh, the yeah. season starts. We're making content, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into the three color list. So let's look at Bant. Um, and of course, first list on the list is Bant Stoneblade, Arden Thrasios. This is such a cool deck. I'm super excited. I really hope somebody drafts this list. I'm sure it will get drafted. Um, Holland Midrange, Derevi Stacks, and then two lists that are new to the database, but are both very interesting new lists, which is Bant Kodama, which is Kodama in a Shy, and Bant Rule of Law, which is Thrasios in a Shy. So outside of the obvious there, uh, Phoenix, we you know, obviously Holland's Holland and Derevi, those are easy picks there. Um, and then you have me, who I will be continually Reminding people that Arden is t- also basically a Timna until the day that I die. Um, I think you just like Stoneforge Mystic. That's that's what I've concluded from this. I agree. Uh, I, I do like Stoneforge a lot. But so I, I pushed <laughs> for that. And it does a cool thing. 
It does. It, it does I, the whole like swift reconfiguration thing. I, trust me, I traded a uh, Savannah for a Stoneforge Mystic at one point. Uh, so how know, do you I, feel I like knowing that, that you did that? All right, a- so, all right. Small story time. That ended up being a positive EV trade for me much, much later. Uh, at the time, Savannah was $45 and I got an Umazawa's Jite, two Stoneforge Mystics, which were still standard legal because they hadn't gotten banned yet. Um, and then um, a f- full playset of the standard legal green white duel, which I ended up using a lot of. Um, and then all three pieces of Cauldra. Nice. Which I would you say it's completed? Played ever. <laughs> I never played them. Uh, not even once. By I, the way, well, just just uh, I I do like Stoneforge. It's this, my Judge promo Stoneforge <laughs> that's in my Jeskai Harden deck. Hey, hey! Years later, at uh, at a Grand Prix, I uh, was in Montreal with uh, all the other CDHers, and I managed to trade those two Stoneforge Mystics for a Mana Drain. So. At the end of the day, it worked out. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, so these Bant lists, like I said, they're all kind of interesting. They do some cool stuff. And I'm really excited to see Ashai getting... Ashai is a deck, uh, or as a commander, that we are seeing get played more and more and more and more. We saw, like, Jessica Ishai um, get really popular last year. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, this Ashai card's pretty good. And now I'm- it's all over the place. I'm so excited. Ishai was back in 2016, one of the partners I was most uh, interested in. And I made kind of a bunch of Ishai Timnalists uh, trying mm-hmm. to just do stuff with that. It it um, it reminded me of the old thing I would do with. Um, oh, God. What is that? Four mana, seven, seven. Uh, Ruhan of the Fomori. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had a Ruhan stacks deck back in like 20. 14 ish or something. Um, I forget that, how long you've been playing CDH. It Jesus was, uh, you know, yeah, you'd the, slap people with it. The whole, the whole idea was that it was like right after um, that equipment came out that made you helmet assault the suit. Is that assault suit? It was right after yeah. assault suit came oh out. Oh my gosh. I played and those decks. Don't worry. You would, you would pass the Ruhan around and uh, my friend like made this list. This. And uh, the very first time he played it, he managed to get Ruhan assault suit and it, randomly decided to swing at me three times in a row and I died. Well, I had no blockers. Super uh, cool. <laughs> before, like, I ended my turn, he equipped it, swung at me at random, passed the turn, swung at me at random, passed the turn, swung at me at random before I could even take another turn. Uh, it was, it, it was some feels bad. This but is Ishai, fun. We're having fun. <laughs> but Ishai, Ishai reminds me a lot of this. Uh, I've also always kind of loved, uh, Forgotten Ancient, I believe, mm-hmm. is the card that uh, was the you make a card. Um, four mana, zero, three that gets counters whenever anybody plays anything. And like, I was always like, oh, this seems cool in any game that drags on. Mm-hmm. And Ishai having flying seems like it hits people, you know? Uh, so I'm I'm very excited to see uh, yeah. resurgence in the Ishai. Me too. I've been, you can ask Phoenix. I've been yelling about how this is an overlooked card for like three <laughs> or four years. <laughs> oh yeah. It's been constant. I'm excited. A lot of these band are really exciting. Um, I'm excited to see if anybody wants to take any of them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure I'm, uh, you know, I will eat uh, some magic, the gathering card to be determined later. If Chilean does not get picked. 
Oh, man. Uh, be careful that Morgan doesn't come down to where you live and murder you for saying that <laughs> the way that you did. Um, I, I Colin. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but, you know, I, I will eat a magic card if that does not get picked. I, yeah, I will I, be very surprised. I'm positive that deck's getting picked. I'm actually you know, fairly certain what. that I would say I expect most of those decks to get picked. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, that, um, that could be true. Bant uh, is uh, popping right now. Now let's look at another uh, popping color combination, which is Esper. And we've got uh, a list on here that we have dubbed High Man, which is a humility Ishai mid-range ad list that has Tevish and Ishai as the commanders. And Lurker and I insisted upon calling it this. Uh, and if you are old enough in the CEDH community, you would remember the old He-Man decks. Um, so this is a reference to that. That's not the actual name of the deck, like on the database and in like I, the deck itself, but we took liberties. <laughs> I, I actually kind of love that the original He-Man was humility effective. Like we still work under humility. Mm -hmm. And so when I said uh, high man to somebody, they were like, what humility ineffective. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, what have we done? <laughs> Uh, also on this list is Esper Doomsday, which is Timna Malcolm. Esper Farm, which is listed as Timna Sakashima, but you can also, this is another one where you can uh, also play Timna Malcolm if you want to play uh, Farm that way for Timna Esper Farm. Also on this list is a classic Zer Storm. It wouldn't be CEDH without Zer. And the last one is a list that uh, I think is really neat. It is Esper Razakats that is helmed by Verena the Lich Queen. And so, uh, you know, Phoenix, you know, we kind of walked through some of these Esper lists. And what were what were your thoughts on this overall? We had some notable exclusions and we picked some of the more popular and newer ones. We tried to limit the amount of partner decks that were in here. It would be very easy to just here's five partner combos for Esper. And so we specifically focused on grabbing Esper commanders that do something specific while still having what we thought was a representative, representative grab bag mm -hmm. of some of the partner lists. Yeah, it was really hard for a lot of these to try to limit the number of partners that we ended up using because, you know, while we do want to be somewhat representative of the actual format and meta, which is very partner heavy, um, we also really wanted to showcase some of the more unique uh, commanders for these colors and mm -hmm. actually try to show off these colors. Um, you'll see as we continue in the three color lists that we were more successful in some of these color categories. <laughs> than others. Uh, Abzam gets rough. I'll tell you. Um, moving on down to Grixis. Now, before you just letting you know, there are going, there is going to be some decks that are not here that you're going to get upset about. Uh, but the first list that is here is Armix Crom Midrange. Uh, then we have Anala Wizard Combo, Kess Midrange, Malcolm Vile Turbo Naws, and then Rog Silas Turbo Naws. So those are five Grixis decks. And Phoenix, um, there's a very notable, interesting thing that we did here is Malcolm Vile Turbo Naws is listed as a commander combo deck. Whereas Rog Silas Turbo is listed as a storm deck. You want to explain a little bit behind the reasoning for that? Uh, it's as simple as we're sort of arbitrarily deciding that you have to play Buccaneer and the Malcolm 
vile deck. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Well, it, it's it's also more of that <clears throat> if you want to play Malcolm Vile as turbo buccaneer combo and not necessarily like why would you not play Nas in that list? Right. I, yeah. Like, you're going to. Right. But like, I guess technically you don't want to try to if you want to try to make Malcolm uh, Vile as, you know, just, you know, try to do some kind of Malcolm combo in there that is not turbo Nas like. If you want to make Malcolm Vile stacks into that combo, you can. It's just, you know, we're, we're giving you the sample list of the Turbo Nas one because that's the one I'm sure most people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, but we wanted that to be like a Malcolm Vile deck. And we wanted the other one to be just kind of the generic Grixis Storm. It's Storm. Yeah. And um, we specifically didn't want just five Grixis Nas lists. We wanted some interesting yeah. lists there. And so the Kess one. Just because they all play Nas doesn't mean they're all. Right. They're not the same Nas deck. Right. And the Kess list, similarly, you know, we put that because Kess can be played a couple of different ways. You can either put more value engines in, more like cantrips and stuff, or you can go less on that and more, you know, stormy. Um, You know, they're both going to play Nas. It's just kind of where you get your value from. Right. Uh, And then the other note is, I believe Armix Krom was the most fan requested. Very much so. Yes. For us to include. I have gotten so many uh, just messages or tweets that are saying, hey, please include Armix Krom. Hey, please include Armix Krom. So that is why Tevish Krom is not there, is we included Armix Krom. So if that's why, if you get mad that Tevish Krom is not included. You should have complained on social media more like the uh, Armix yeah, Krom people. You should have you know, advocated so. for it more. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking over at the next uh, color category is Jund. We're looking at Jund Dargo, which is Dargo and Ikra. Jund Jessica, which is Jessica and Ikra. Then there's, of course, Corvold Turbo, Turbo Nas. Uh, Jund Rograk, which is Rograk Ikra. And then this is a new one to the database that I actually think is really interesting, which is Tevish Tana Farm. So uh, some of these we had to look for because like Dargo Ikra wasn't on the database. And I don't think any of us could find one for a very long time. We had to like DM people to find the uh, Dargo, like a good Dargo list. I was very surprised by how hard it was to find five lists for those. Color yeah, me combo. too. Well, we we did kind of decide that we didn't want to uh, use any list that was too out of date. Yeah. Um, and so that is the main reason why uh, Prosh, some kind of like food chain Prosh or something like that wouldn't show up. I honestly think it it probably could be a reasonably fine deck in this format. Mm-hmm. If someone had an up-to-date list for it that they could give us. All the Prosh decks that I could find uh, that were like. They're all three years, four years old. Yeah, they're Everybody ancient. Everybody's playing Corvold now. All the, all the people who enjoyed Big Dragon Value Engine went to new Big Dragon Value Engine. and Then cut Even food though chain. the old decks probably, <laughs> yeah, you know, less food chain. But I, I think that even though the old decks probably still, you know, it's, it's still fine. I think it's still better than a lot of things, but uh, it's just not. A lot of the time, even when a deck like maintains viability, it doesn't really maintain um, interest for the community, you know, Uh, especially, you know, if you think back to like when we didn't have Niv-Mizzet and Sliver both fully figured out, Mm -hmm. like 
there was for a while people didn't know which one was going to be better. And so we kind of people were playing both and, you know, both were reasonable. Oh, and see, I don't we, remember we that because and, in Phoenix and, and I's group, when over, the first know? sliver was uh in our group, when the, the rest first, in peace, never we it. immediately oh, in our yeah. group well, chat well, were just like rest in peace. Niv maybe, you had a great month. <laughs> maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was still when it was Tazri versus Niv. -Mizzet. Yeah, uh, I think Tazri Niv visit. There was some. Yeah, there was hem hawing. There was hem hawing because we didn't really, you know, we hadn't figured out the perfect lines. We knew that they were pretty much the same. I don't think we ever bit. got to figure out the <laughs> lines for Niv. Uh, no, we found <laughs> we found some pretty cool lines. Uh, it. I used to work uh, in the same office as Shaper and uh, he would come up to me after work or on break sometimes and be like, OK, but what about these four? Cards? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and no, and he was he was working his ass off uh, trying to make that, you know, as fast as possible. And then month later. But uh, yeah, no, the first it, lever. It, it, I'm just trying to, you know, bring about a, a point of, you know, sometimes a deck falls out of favor without l literally being useless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Prosh is still reasonable. We just, it's, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not Corvold and most people are going to pick Corvold because it, it's way easier to get it functioning and it, yeah. it has higher value uh, for a lot of the game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, moving over to Naya. That has almost no value. Um, oh, <laughs> Like I think it, it doesn't have the blue or black cards, man. Okay. Those generate value. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, first list up on Naya, we have Ardentana, which is on the database. This is not a Callahan ad. I will be very clear. This was going to be in there. A Callahan ad. It but. is also a Callahan ad, but it's not here because of that. Um, <laughs> we also have a Shuffle Atla. Uh, we have a newer like Brewers Corner uh, deck, which is Bruce Kamal Stacks, which was kind of neat. Uh, then we also have a Marath Naya Zoo list, which is not going the way that most people. Uh, this list that we have referenced isn't the usual Marath like stacks list. And the reason we used this was so that people could kind of build Marath the way that they wanted to. Um, and then of course, Minsk Hulk, um, which I know Jim is super excited about, um, which uh, he hasn't started a change.org petition for nobody to draft that before. <laughs> but uh, I would not be surprised if he does. So when we look at these ones, Phoenix, you know, Naya obviously isn't super deep as a color combination, but I think we found five unique lists here. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad that we have a couple different archetypes and we don't have a bunch of partner soup type decks, but that's mostly due to the fact that Tana is the only red green partner. Yeah, so. uh, I mean, I you know, it's always good to see Marath still kicking around. Pretty easy to go infinite with that one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's really neat. Uh, moving down to Mardu, uh, we have Alesha Stacks, uh, piloted or uh, commanded by Alesha, who smiles at deck death. We included a Brewer's Choice deck, which was Comedian's Mardu Stoneblade list, which is Arden and Vile Smasher. And this was a list that uh, we were looking at Mardu lists. And I was like, this looks really fun. Um, <laughs> Once I, again, 
this whole process has convinced me that Callahan just loves Stoneforge mystery. <laughs> uh-huh. Specifically, it's skull clamping people's uh, creatures with Arden is just very satisfying. Yes, um, no, skull clamp is a good card. I would agree. Uh, but now, outside of those two, we have three Timna farm decks. There is Timna Crark. So we have Coin Farm. Although I know I'm supposed to call it, what's it, what is it, Vape Farm or whatever? Vape farm. I refuse to call it that. It is Coin Farm. That is the correct name. There is also Dab Farm. <laughs> I hate these names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so enjoying so much watching you have to like try and be serious and say it. Oh my gosh. So there's Dab Farm, which is Timna Dargo, and then Mad Farm, which uh, is Timna Jessica, or we do have the exception, you can also play. Rograk instead of uh, Jessica, if you want. And part of the thought process there, Lurker, was the I know that they're different like categories on the database, Tim Narog and Tim Jessica, but they're like effectively the same deck, right? Like they're not substantially different. They they run a couple of specific tech cards that make uh, some of the choices make more sense in one or the other. But, uh, you know, we we saw that the other two um, Timna lists, uh, you know, Timna Dargo and Timna Kark, were very specifically using Dargo and mm-hmm. using Kark to do specific things and comboing with that, you know, red commander rather than use and using the Timna for value. And Timna Jessica and Timna Rog, you know, they both do kind of use the red commander for value and uh, Timna for value, and like they do have some interactions, but they're really just trying to use both of them for value, not one of them for a specific combo. Yeah. Um, and I think that was why we decided we definitely wanted the coin farm and dab farm. Yes. But um, as far as the other Timna partner combo went, we kind of felt like we could have either or. And we we mostly wanted we don't want to have four Timna farm decks here. Uh, and once we had Alesha and Mardu, we knew we had to cut something. So yeah. we ended up just combining them instead of full cutting. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that works pretty well here. Yeah. So if you, you know, prefer one or the other draft, you can draft that if it's available. And there you go. Um, moving down to the next category, which is the abs and uh, category um, oh, and oh, spoilers. Skipping one. You, you skipped oh, did one. I skip one? Oh, excuse yeah. me. I it's, skipped Teamer. It's it's um, really easy to, you know, both of these are going to sound pretty similar. Uh, it's, uh, you know, four partner lists and one commander that's okay. interesting. Well, one of the partner lists doesn't count here. One of the partner lists is Paul and Halden, and I don't think that that should count as a oh, partner list. Oh, that's not a partner list. You're um, right. On this spreadsheet, it looks like they're all yeah. partner lists. <laughs> so there's Paco Midrange. The champion from last year's season is returning. Also oh, yes. returning that made we had two teamer lists in the finals last year. It was wild. Um, also returning from the Mox Bowl is Har- Harvest Animar. Um, also, you might also remember that uh, last year when Harvest Animar was still not picked, both me and I believe Pongo, who ended up picking it up, uh, submitted within 45 minutes of each other asking to pick it up. Uh, <laughs> On day one. Yep. And I believe <laughs> Cicada was the one who got to it first. Yeah. Uh, um, so there's those those two that are returning. Also returning is Thrasios Crark 
and Teamer Malcolm. We saw Teamer Malcolm in the playoffs with uh, Shawnee piloting that last year. Uh, there was a lot of Teamer in the playoffs last year. Um, and finally, the last deck here is Teamer Polycracken, which we have listed as either Thrasios Rograk or Thrasios Dargo. And Lurker, this is a similar situation where we felt like they're basically, they're both poly lists. They're basically doing very similar things. We don't need two that are effectively the same. Yeah, no, nothing more to say about it than that. You Just know, play we, the we variant you like. Polymorph lists to show up and... We wanted a polymorph list. We didn't care which one they picked. So we yeah. just left both available in the same slot. Yep. Uh, moving now, moving over into Abzan is four Timna lists in a Tyam list. <laughs> um, we have Tyam uh, Druid combo. And this one I have listed as Abzan Druid Nas, but you can build Tyam like 90 different ways. Yep. Um, then we have Abzan Hulk, which is Timna Halana. Then we have Bad Farm, which is Timna Ikra. And then we have two stacks lists here, which is Timna Kamal and Timna Kodama. And basically what this kind of came down to here was in Phoenix, you and I had spent a lot of time on these Abzan lists, was that we felt like we had three like very specific lists with the Tiam list. Abzan Hulk and Bad Farm covering like the commander combo, the Hulk and the Storm. And then we felt like Timna Kamal and Abzan Kodama kind of came at the stacks angle from two very unique ways that we felt like they were both worthy of including. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, we just ended up not having space for some of the other lists that are on the database. Um, and just these two stacks decks do actually end the game pretty easily once they establish <laughs> stacks. So that was the main reason for picking them. Lurkers, they're more likely to staring at. They're his... more likely to get picked. So you weren't playing this year, Lurker. So I doubt anybody would have picked. God. Oh, nobody would have picked it. No, yeah. Why would they do that? <laughs> uh, Look, if if Tyam is an option, do you, like, do you know what the win con for the current? like most recent list we made for this guy was it was Tyam in the 99, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, if, if he had come out like one year later, he'd cost three and, and he'd come into play with X plus one plus one counters yeah. where X is the commander cost. He'd be like a pretty spicy deck still. So it's okay. I also <laughs> upkeep the Lavinia deck. So I understand your pain. Um, so uh, next also up, not on our list here. Yeah, Lavinia <laughs> didn't make it yeah. in. You'll notice. Um, but uh, as we move over into Jeskai, you know what did make it in? Good old Stoneblade. Jeskai Stoneblade. Uh, <laughs> yes, Arden Krom is going to be a deck that you can draft, and that is a control archetype um, specifically there so that people, uh, you know, when we will talk about this more here in a moment, but it, we specifically labeled it that way. So people don't try to play breach combos in a deck that is not at all a breach deck. Um, and then uh, also in this, we've got Elsha top. Uh, we also have a Jessica is shy tempo and Hinata breach, which is a kind of a catch all for the new Hinata deck. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to kind of go at that Hinata Storm list. And so Hinata Breach is what we called it. 
But the last list here is Jeskai Malcolm, uh, which is a list that started getting to be more popular and popular recently. It made it onto the Brewers Corner. And uh, this was a list that we did a Brewers Choice episode on. And then I started seeing it pop up more and more and more. And so I felt like it was worthy of an include. Plus, we were surprisingly low on Malcolm lists. Yep, exactly. And then, unfortunately, nothing against the Jeskai decks. They're just the same issue as the blue-red decks, where they're all very stormy, mm-hmm. and we didn't want to include... All Storm. All Storm yeah. as our archetype, so we picked a bunch of unique archetypes, and then Hinata is definitely the representative for Storm, and Elsha is close enough. Elsha, you yeah, can play on, like, two different axes, too, so, yeah. like... We, we have Elsha listed as a commander combo, so... You know, you, you can kind of play that one how you see fit. And, if you uh, want to play it the breach way, that's fine. You're wrong, but you can play it that way. <laughs> yeah, you can divine your tops however you please. Uh, um, the next uh, now looking down at the last of the three color lists, which is the soul tie lists. And we do have again returning is food chain Ukima with Kaisar and Ukima as the commanders, obviously. Um, also returning this year is uh, Sadisi Brood Tyrant Layered Combo, and Phoenix is going to know that this is a Callahan classic. Um, and this was not in my first draft of this uh, draft, for what it's this worth. This one's actually, this one's there because of me. Yeah, this was a lurker this include. my fault? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I think that we outvoted Callahan, yeah. Yeah, I had not included it, and both of you were like, we need to include Sidisi, and I was like, I mean, I guess that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Okay. If you really want to twist my arm about it. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, we also have Tassiker Control, although it is listed as mid-range, so there's a variety of ways that you can build Tassiger, and so we're kind of leaving that up to the person who drafts it. We also have Sultai Razum mid-range, which is Thrasios and Armix, which is kind of that reanimator Armix uh, build that's really interesting, and also Thrasios Tevis mid-range. And um, we're seeing more Thrasios X than Tassiger than we did last year, and I think that's just because um, a lot of... I, I don't want to be too mean, but uh, a lot of um, Sinestra's uh, Sidisi lists that were on the database last year aren't there this year. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. Tassiger lists. Um, well, beyond that, we also wanted to try to get for we, we felt like for bug, there were enough unique uh, commander options that we could find five different mm-hmm. commander combos. Uh and or part like partners slash commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, one thing that you will maybe notice if you're actually looking at the spreadsheet is that all of the kind of Razaketh and reanimator lists that are not specifically Hulk or Druid um, are listed as mid range. Um, in general, if you're not running any reanimator, um, that might end up coming up as an issue. But yeah. We'll see. We didn't want to uh, tell you what reanimation targets yeah. you could or couldn't play. Yeah. Yeah. We, et cetera. You know, it, we're not saying you can't run Hulk in uh, this kind of list, but, um, you know, if if you're running Hulk, we're hoping it's not the only reanimation target because right. then it would just be the Hulk version. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. 
not really the reanimation version. And for the players that are listening, you're going to get this talk again on draft night. So uh, just be be forewarned. Um, and so those were the three color lists. Now we get to go into saying a lot of the same names over and over again. Oh, my um, God. How many times do you want to say Timna? Uh, evidently a lot. Well, first up, we've got the Sands Green lists, which is Brea Consultation, uh, which is or did I say that right? Consultation? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, which is Brea. Uh, of course, it's a good old classic CEDH list. We've also got four color Luris Turbo Nas, which is uh, got the it's Will and Lucas, but I've put the um, universe within cards in there because I like seeing magic characters on magic cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I did when I uh, was updating this earlier. So it's Jorna, Nightfall Alchemist, and Wordog Riders Chaplain. Um, there is also, and that is a storm list that's listed as a storm list. Then there's Blue Farm, which is Timnacrom, listed as mid range. We're going to get into that in a second. Opus Thief, uh, which is listed as Storm, and Timnacrom Stacks, which is, you guessed it, a stack stack. So, so we we got to talk about this uh, for a second. <laughs> uh, we do want to just remind you what we said at the very beginning. We combined Wheels, Breach, and Gnaws into one category, and we called it Storm. Mm-hmm. So... The, the wheels deck that is specifically going for wheels um, in Notion Thief and, uh, you know, that that one we have called Storm here and the other one we have called Midrange because it is a mix between a turbo deck that is going for value. Yes. Um, it, yep. you can kind of build both of these in some ways that might end up working out pretty much the same. But, um, you know, if you look at the actual builds, they are pretty different. So, uh, you know, both of these are slots that I could see if somebody has a very specific idea in their head, they could try to pass it off as either one to us if they pick up one of the two. Mm-hmm. But uh, these are probably the two closest um, draft picks that you could have in the entire uh, format that we've created. And with that being said, because of that, we will probably hold your feet a lot closer to the fire on these lists than other lists. Yes. Uh, these uh, lists these we're going to be cutting hairs on. Yeah, we're we're really hoping for you to stick pretty like, look, they share 70 cards. If you want to start swapping cards from one to the other, mm-hmm. they're no longer the same. Like they're they're no longer two different lists. Yep. So we're we're really going to try to limit swaps out on those two specifically because they're so right. close to each other. But if there's we like, a, a, you know, especially when we get into like some of the Hulk lists that are down here too, if there's like a specific sack outlet you want to play that a deck doesn't run, sure. You know what I mean? But there, there are going to be certain limitations that we're going to split hairs on some of these higher color lists. Um, so that's the uh, discussion in the blue farm discussion. Also, uh, could be its own podcast on why it's a mid-range deck, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving on over to Sans White, we've got, of course, Ikrom, which is Ikra, Shadiki, and Krom. Curious Control making the comeback. Uh, what is it? Uh, 
Sick Robot's been upkeeping the list, so we included it. Um, that is our control category there. And we've also got, um, what are the, what do they call Thrasios File Turbo? Canadian Cheese Rush? Is that what they call it? Um, yep, you got it right. Thras- uh Into, into the, the North. North. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, there's also Thrasios File Hermit Druid. And then Yidris Consult. Um, so we've got three Thrasios Vile Smasher lists and then Icrom and Yidris. And again, you can look at these and see these are all very distinct from each other. I think it's very clear. Um, yeah. You know, well, I mean, we, we did got... better with these two four color combos than we did with the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even, you know, you look at it and mid range control storm druid and then a specific commander storm. Yep. Uh, so all five of these we felt were pretty different and we were pretty happy about actually managing to find five. Sans different- white was the easiest one. I would say yeah. of all the four colors. Yeah. Um, now down to what is the sans black or no, 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 this is the, sans, the Tim sans blue. category. Yeah. The Tim Natana category. So we've got four Tim Natana lists. We've got a uh, blood pod lurker. Uh, <laughs> we've also got Tim Natana hermit pod. Uh, there is Timnatana Hulk, Timnatana Luca, which is its own thing we'll get into. And then we have a deck that is Ikra Bruce, and it's called Snake Farm. And Phoenix and I. <laughs> There's a very notable exclude here. It is. Which is very funny if you look at the Snake Farm <laughs> primer. It's directly linked to that specific exclude. We decided that if you want to play Turbo Nas in Sans Blue, that you have to play with Ikra and Bruce. Yep. And that was the decision. Yep. And, uh, you know, if if you want to go for uh, a Druid list, we've got you covered. If you want to go for Hulk, we've got yep. you covered. And then we left this last one. Uh, the Luca list is kind of the best, most updated version of a just mid-range Tim Natana Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to specifically play Luca, you want to play like Razaketh or Reanimator or some kind of other Timnatana value strategy where you're you're just trying to play Timna, get lots of value, play Tana, make tokens for Timna, anything like that. Uh, that is where that last one yep. would go. Absolutely. We unlike unlike the previous category, we weren't sure if we could separate Timnatana mid range from Timnatana Nas. Yeah. And so right. it felt easier to just be like, well, here's a different commander and it's a different deck. And it just it feels substantially different that way. And yeah. I also think what's interesting here is Ikra Bruce is very unique in that you don't see that running around very often. Um, and it does offer some very interesting things to the Nas strategy. Um, like both- starting at 60 life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> manually shooting someone with a reservoir. Yeah. So there, there are some interesting things that you can do because of those commanders that we felt like that was more interesting than just another Tim Natana list. Um, now moving down into the Thrasios uh, Bruce category. Yes. Uh, we've of course got four color Omnath breach, which is a storm list uh, with Omnath locus of creation. Then we have, Advantage Thrasios, which is either a Thrasios Bruce deck, or you can play it as Thrasios Akiri. That is the last of the alt partner options. Um, there is Blue Pod. There is Dawn Waker Thrasios. 
and there is wild pile and uh, <laughs> one of them being stacks mid range and control. Yes. And so, you know, we could have picked a, instead of wild pile, we could have picked another one of the like advantage Dawn Waker esque decks that are on the database. And that been the fourth one, but wild pile felt like it would make be more interesting than just a fourth advantage deck basically. Yeah. So essentially, if you want to play, you know, you don't have to play exactly that list, but if you're trying to play a Bruce Thrasios control list, yeah, uh, that is the slot you would pick. Yep. Um, yep. And then specific distinction here is that Dawnwaker and Advantage are very close to each other, but both of the Advantage Thrasios lists on the database do run Hermit Druid, and so that's why we that's listed as Druid. Druid. You must yep. play Druid for that list. Yep. 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 Uh, and so that is very important to note there. Now heading over into Sands Red, this unfortunately we couldn't find uh, a the fifth. Th- the Thrasios Timna category. Yeah. <laughs> so these are all Thrasios Timna decks. So we've got Consultation Scepter Thrasios is the Storm deck. Razakats is a mid-range list on here. Uh, TNT Breakfast Hulk is the Hulk list. TNT Hermit Druid is the Druid list. And then filling out the final one is uh, Rectorfit. And uh, we discussed Rectorfit and Hulk being in the same category. But ultimately, what it came down to is the way Rector plays. We, My big concern with adding uh, Rector as the Hulk list was that people would play it as a Hulk deck instead of as a Rector deck. Because a lot of Hulk decks are reanimate first, and then the 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 uh, the Rector, the Rector is like a second pile, yes. right? Is like a secondary yeah. piece to that. Whereas Rector Fit is focused on both Arena Rector and Academy Rector. So if you right. do draft a Rector Fit, you will need to have both those cards in your ninety nine. Um, so as far and as so distinction, yeah. and then also this was an important distinction because we have CST as the Storm list, mm-hmm. and so. You don't have we didn't to play want, Scepter. You don't have to play Scepter. It's the like Turbo Nas list. We yep. didn't want to have confusion between the TNT mid-range list is also maybe the Turbo Nas list, and there's like no way to determine between the two. Right. So the way that the way that this kind of shakes out is that we've got one list that must be Turbo Nas, right? That's the Storm one. We've got one list that must include Razaketh and Leonin Relic Warder combo. Uh, we've got one list that must include, include Hulk, one that must include Druid, and one that must include both Rectors. Yep. Um, so this, I you know, it's almost like when you get to the, the category with five of the same partner combination, you have to make some more distinct, uh, specific restrictions to ensure that they don't just all become the same deck. Yep. So that is kind of what we've done Um Sorry if you don't enjoy that, but uh, we're hoping that this will keep those five decks distinct enough that people will actually have a reason to pick one over the other. Because if you can pick any of those five and b- build the same deck, right? Those are just w- like that's just a slot that you well, can pick five. And, for and that's also to yeah. jump off of that for a moment. That's also part of why we added in the extra restrictions on, uh, like the the archetypal restrictions because last year the reason for you could only swap five cards was we didn't want people drafting 
CST and turning it into whatever the hell they wanted. You know what I mean? We wanted them to be the lists as they are seen. And so that's kind of a similar thing here is we're kind of deciding for you. This is the archetype that this is. We don't want any of the lists to be the same. Right, right. Any two lists can't be the same. So and the other big thing about it um, is to remember that these lists we have, the deck names, these are just the sample lists that we're trying to offer you. The thing that's most, most important is the archetype and the commander. Um, Those are the actual things. Like if you are just a deck brewer and you don't care about other people's lists, you don't have to ever click on that sample list. Yeah. Um, As long as you fully understand the category and archetype you have chosen. Yep. Um, So, you know, if if you like, yes, that's why you don't need to actually run Scepter. In fact, uh, CST automatically links to... uh, a, a deck a, without a, scepter, a different list that doesn't even have scepter. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we're not trying to keep it that way. It you can think CST of CST doesn't as, mean consult scepter Thrasios. It means consult storm Thrasios. What are you oh, talking duh. about, lurker? Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should think of this more as storm Thrasios Timna mid range reanimator Razaketh Thrasios Timna Hulk Thrasios Timna Druid and then uh, Rector. Those, yep. those are kind of the ways you can think about these five lists. Yep. And then finally, our last category to go through, which is the five color lists. And there will be some very notable exclusions on this. And we really hemmed and hawed over these five. There were two that we were very like, yes, these are in obviously no brainers. And then the other three we sat and we configured over and over and over again. And then these were the three that we were like, all right. Really? Um, I, I, I see three of these that are no brainers to me. Yeah. I, I'm wondering which one's the one that. Uh, well, we the, agreed on. the two that were no brainers for me was Najila Tempo and Cody Turbo Nas. Obviously, That's what I thought. Yeah. Those are the yeah, two yeah, no brainers. Yeah. Um, then we have Kenrith Evolution, Kenrith Stacks and Food Chain Sliver. Um, See, food chain sliver is a no-brainer for me. I, I agree with you there, but Phoenix and I went back and forth on that for a, a oh, yeah. while. Um, There's also some thought on like, should we include Cody in the format or not? That that was yeah, that was definitely kind of one of those things where, um, you know, deck is really interesting. Deck is really powerful. Deck is not the most entertaining to Correct. watch. So yeah. We're seeing how that goes. Uh, that's on our watch list. You know, if, if it ends up being kind of unfun for everybody involved, then, uh, you know, maybe we don't have it next year. Yeah. And that's kind of the neat thing of this is we have like a ban list without having a ban list, if that makes sense. Right. Like it's it's like the un, like a ban. It's a ban list by availability. Um, <laughs> so we get to have some of those fun uh, little kind of meta things. And ultimately I think Cody for me was one of those things where it's like, it's just, it feels like such a strong part of what CEDH is now that not including it, at least this year to me felt wrong. Um, Next year, if it ends up being just a nightmare to have on camera, it may not come back, but We'll see how it goes. But outside of that, uh, that is all 155 decks that we spent a lot of time coming up with, worked very hard to um, come up with these. 
And, you know, before we kind of take off, you know, uh, I'll toss it over to Phoenix. Any final thoughts before we kind of head out for today? Yeah, let us know that we're wrong. Let us know what you. The draft list us... isn't changing. You could tell us we're wrong. Yeah. This isn't oh, changing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know what you wanted to see. What what decks you wanted to see uh, that we didn't include. Uh, send us lists that you want us to put on the list for next year when we make a draft list. All mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Lurker, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I'm pretty happy with what we ended up uh, coming up with for everything, but I. I mean, my favorite part of this is the format itself. The mm-hmm. the fact that we can next year just change them. Just, you know, f- figure out what we want the draft to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the power in that kind of lets us shape this format to, uh, you know, whatever we think is going to actually be good to watch and experience. And so, yeah, uh, you know, if, you know... Uh, Everybody whose deck got snubbed, leave us lots and lots of comments. Uh, and yeah, definitely tell us why we're wrong. You know, if, if <laughs> yeah. you leave us enough comments and we get annoyed enough, we will do it next year just so that we don't get annoyed next year, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, one uh, couple things before we leave, just important things to know. The draft will be April 9th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to uh, check that out, I believe we will be having a r slash CEDH watch party in that Discord. So if you're not part of it, go join over there. Also, whoever your favorite peop- uh, content creators are, I'm almost 100 percent positive we'll be streaming it uh, because that's what happened last year. Um, but I'm not going to speak for them. Uh also, another thing to week one of the MLC starts off May 7th, and that will be on a to be announced uh, platform. Uh, we will let you know as soon as I have a solid uh, as soon as we've like put that into stone. But I'm pretty sure we know where it's going to be. Um, that starts, like I said, on May 7th. And then, of course, we will conclude with the Mox Bowl on August 13th. So really excited for this summer and really excited to see how the season uh, pans out. With that being said, that about wraps things up for us here today. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for uh, st- and really thank you to both my co-hosts for joining me this year and uh, helping me bring this thing to life. This is a thing that you guys know I'm very passionate about and having your help is uh, a very very uh very thankful for it um and i'm also thankful for all of our patrons i want to give an extra shout out to some of our higher tier patrons justin michael levine cz david snavely dionichis jason bialk matt baynard and senior coupon if you would like to become a patron you can head on over to patreon.com slash the slash the mind sculptors or check out the link in the description if you want to get more information on the and stay up to date on the mlc right now the best way to do that is to follow us on twitter at mlc underscore league we will be updating the website uh shortly so that we can get some information out to you hopefully but for right now twitter is the place to go i'm in line with the stars i'm in sync with the earth ten toes deep flower child from the turf i never switch sides like even when i die i'm a ride for the squad let up ties in the hearse i've been on a vibe kind of hard to describe i'm in between i'm good
couple nights at the flat To be real, couldn't see me making moves while I'm at I'm still on the grind, every time when I chat I'm burning down sage, keep the demons away When I write to give a piece of myself to the page I don't do it for the praise, love, that's just how I'm made the glass in the 